if you're thinking about scaling your business, if you're thinking about replacing yourself, you must start doing your SOPs, your standard operating procedures right now. I think that that's extremely important. As a loyal best ever listener, you know that it's important that we as entrepreneurs focus on managing our time effectively, which is why we're always looking for ways to automate the basic duties of our business so that we can focus more time on our money-making activities. That's why I want to introduce you to Rentler.com. At Rentler, landlords and property managers can perform all their duties in one place. Rentler offers tools that allow you to automate tasks like listing a unit for rent, finding and screening tenants, collecting rent, and managing the maintenance requests. And even better, these tools are offered at zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever to get started today. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of the fluffy stuff. With us today, Liz Faircroft and Andressa Gidelli. How you doing, Liz and Andressa? Great. I'm doing great. Thank you, Joe. Great. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And a little bit about Andressa. She began investing in 2012 after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, co-founded Corosa Home Solutions, and they focus on gut renovation projects and building new construction single-family homes based in Philadelphia. And Liz co-founded DeRosa Group with her husband, Matt. In 2005, they managed 370 units of residential and commercial assets based in Trenton, New Jersey. So with that being said, will each of you tell the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus and perhaps Andressa, you can go first. Sure, of course. So as you mentioned, I started in 2012. We do full gut rehabs here in Philadelphia. We basically can save much during the rehabs. And we started doing new construction a couple of years ago. And we usually like to do several at the same time so we can leverage both supply, time, and the price itself. My focus right now is to manage the construction process since I create systems that can integrate everybody that is working with me. And I can also provide service for other either local or outside state investors that are looking to have a construction management in place, but either don't have the time nor the experience needed to get things done and scale the business. Liz and I also are working on the real estate investor community, and we're going to talk more about the podcast later on. We are looking to build a community for women and support and inspire them to create a financially free and balanced life. And Liz? My husband and I started investing back in 2005. We bought a duplex really after obviously reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which many people, I think that's the number one book that people read to, to get into this business. But more importantly, taking it one step further, we actually played, Robert Kiyosaki has a game out there called Cashflow. I think it's called Cashflow. I always like to describe it as like Monopoly on steroids. But anyway, it was a great game to start getting me introduced and my husband at the time or my fiance at the time introduced to the idea of passive income and all the different things. It's a great board game. I recommend it to people if they're looking for something different to do. It's a great, great game to get your head around the concepts that real estate 
investing involves. So, but anyway, we got inspired by that. We took a lot of courses and got involved in, in educating ourselves and then bought our first property. And then we, we moved to Jersey, got married and, and started really investing heavily here. We've since expanded our reach. We're doing various projects with Andressa and her company. And we have rental properties in Pennsylvania and now North Carolina as well. So we're, we're definitely expanding our kind of our buy and hold strategy in terms of geographical areas, but we're kind of focused on growing our multifamily portfolio and doing as well, doing kind of, I call it capital gains activities. So whether it's Mm -hmm. fix and flips as well as some new construction projects, we always have those going on as well. And the reason why we're interviewing both of you at the same time versus individual interviews is because like Andressa alluded to, There is mentioned, but didn't get into details yet. We'll get into it now. You two co-host the Real Estate Invest Her, H-E-R, show. And it's a weekly show that details the journey of some of the most amazing women in real estate. And that is at the Real Estate Invest Her, H-E-R, dot com website. You can go check that out, best ever listeners. And you two also partner up on rehabs, have been doing so for a couple years, and right now have three new construction deals in progress. So first, how has the partnership evolved to this point where you two decided, okay, now we want to do a podcast and build a community together? Sure. I'll start on Jess and then you can jump in. (laughs) Sure. We actually started a mastermind group, Joe, uh, about same time. No, actually, we started that first. So we met on Bigger Pockets. Andres and I kind of always were a support to each other, just like a lot of relationships begin. We kind of became friends first, went to each other's kids' birthday parties, things of that sort. And then we got to talking because we were just kind of sharing war stories in this business. And we said we really need to create or join into a mastermind group. And how cool would it be to just have a great group of women to connect with? Nothing against men. We love men very much, but we just thought it'd be kind of, we love you, Joe, of course. <laughs> but we just thought it'd be really neat to have kind of like a woman's circle that you can kind of share, not just what's coming up in real estate investing in, in the business, but also just the things that women deal with and that are unique to women, just like men have their own unique things. So we formed this, what, three years ago or so? I yes. Guess? Yes. Mm-hmm. We couldn't yeah. find one, so we formed one. I love that. Yeah, and, and which is still going on, and we really appreciate so. And then through that kind of experience, I think, Andressa, you had that project that you're like, you're either going to wholesale it to us or partner with us. That was our first project. Yes, that was our first one. We had to close very quick. It was a big project. We blow the back of the house, the top of the house, and there was only three walls in that property. <laughs> so it was cool. Our inspector came the first time for first inspection. He took one step in and he's like, I think I'm done. I was like, yeah, there's nothing else for you to see it. <laughs> that was it. And that property sold in 24 hours above asking price. So it was a great project. Wow. Great starting out. With a women's mastermind group versus a co-ed mastermind group, what specifically is the difference in terms of content? That's a great question. The way it's structured is it's, it's a pretty classic mastermind. Because I know mastermind gets thrown out a lot. I Googled it. It's, it's, there's so many versions of it. But this is really kind of the think and grow rich kind of origin. So in essence, we all kind of share a win in our businesses. And then we really talk about what's coming up for us in our business, whether it's a challenge, whether it's an idea we want to process, or if it's just something we want to share with the group and get some feedback on. In terms of the actual content, 
when we look at our meetings month to month, I wouldn't say there's huge difference from the content perspective, but I think it's more of the way of being, Joe. I don't know, Andressa, how you would answer this, but I would say when I connect with women and women are getting information, they tend to be A, more open and they tend not to be as standoffish, so to speak. So they're less shy when it's just women, in my experience. In general, of course, I'm talking super generalities, but I see it in conferences. When it's more of like a women's group, women are more open upfront about their opinions and they'll get more information and they're just a little more hesitant when there's a lot of men, especially if it's not an area of their expertise. So I find that women are just a little more open, but in terms of the content itself, I would say it's just like any other mastermind in terms of brainstorming, but it's just a comfort level, I think. What would you say, Andressa? I tend to agree with Liz. I will add to that. I'm a big believer that you are the average of the five people or six. I'm not sure what the number is, but the five people that you surround yourself with. So when we were building this mastermind, we hand selected other ladies around the country that had bigger goals, even bigger values. And we connected with them. It's been an extremely solid group. And I can't name the benefits of being a mastermind group, the content, we talk about things that are not working. Sometimes we don't want to talk about it, but that's exactly why we have to talk about it because either somebody went through the same thing or know somebody that did and can give me exactly what do I need to do. It's not a chit chat. We're not there to chit chat and just give ourselves opinions. There's a lot of questions because sometimes during the questioning process, it's kind of that answer emerge from ourselves. We come to the conclusion that we already know the answer or how to get that resolved. And there's also accountability. We are very solid and we make commitments to each other to take actions besides an excuse that we might have or fear that it might occur. So it helped us to take our businesses to the next level. Definitely. Okay. The mastermind group, based on how you just described, it's not a local meetup. At least I don't think it is based on what you just said. It's national. Therefore, it sounds like it's phone call versus in person. Is that correct? That's correct. All the ladies are in different states. So we meet once a month and Monday nights for two hours on Skype. And we discuss different subjects. And is everyone on video or is it just audio? No, we are in video too. Okay. And how many ladies are on the call at once? Six total. Okay. And help me with technology, what that looks like. Are you able to see the other five individuals' faces? Yes, we are. Everybody is, even one of our members, April Crossley, she was traveling on her RV for, I think, two months. And she was in Arizona changing every time that we spoke to her and she was still able to make it happen. So sometimes they are on their phones, but still Skype works very well. It's free and it's been working for the past three years. So we're continuing. So when someone says the following, I want to start a podcast or I want to start a meetup and I know a friend or I know someone who I met on Bigger Pockets, and I've discussed with him or her starting a meetup or a podcast Do you think that sounds like a good idea? My response is always no, 
And the reason why is because you don't want your platform to be dependent on someone else's priorities, someone else's schedule, someone else isn't prioritizing as much as you are. And you want to be able to have the show not be dependent of someone else. What would you two say to that? Hmm. It's a great question. In a lot of ways, when Andres and I got together and we would be kind of sharing what's coming up for us and we had a strong relationship, this podcast is not about us. It's about the women we're serving. So when we talked and we had coffee and I just said, we're dealing with young children or aging parents and just the life of balancing it all, wanting to be this financially free and grow your wealth, but also just be sane and not be nutsy all the time in your life. And when we chatted about it, we said, what if we put together a community and obviously start with a podcast of helping other women do the same? So it kind of like our vision for this became a lot bigger than me and Andressa. So yeah. I would say to that person that comes up to you or even comes up to us, it's a lot of work, but it's not about us. And I think that's really big for us, inspiring both of us to carve out. I work part-time. Andressa's got a million things going on. If you looked at both of our lives, how do you get this done? I get up at 4 a.m. I mean, I get, Joe, I get up super early because this is a mission for us. This is not like a, like just like a random thing that we have nothing else to do. This is a big thing for us to help other women get what they want out of their lives. So you want to inspire people through it and really not just move your own business along, then don't do it. But mm-hmm. if it's something that's meant to really be a mission for you and be something bigger than just a business or to hear yourself talk or whatever the reasons people do podcasts, I would say don't do it then because it's not the easiest thing to do. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, were you going to follow up with anything, Andressa? Yeah, uh-huh. I was just going to say that it's cliche, but you've got to know your why. And if my why was not aligned with Liz wise and her values as well, it probably wouldn't work. So sometimes people get into partnerships very quick and I would not recommend that. Liz and I had a very strong relationship prior of us doing our first deal. I think it was about two years. So we know exactly what we are dealing with when we started this project. As Liz was saying, it was beyond us. It's us looking at our future and bringing that future to now. This is who we want to be for other ladies, inspire other ladies, get inspired by the ladies that we are interviewing and living life as it should be. So we are very passionate about it. If you don't have passion, if you already have a lot, you just want to do a podcast or something else to have fun, I would say that's not your best bet. I'm going to ask a question here a second. The reason why I'm going to ask this question is because as our conversation has been unfolding, it's going to be really helpful for listeners who are thinking about taking a potential partnership with someone to a larger level. Because real estate, we come across potential partnerships all the time. You go to a conference, hey, you want to partner on a deal? Hey, what are you doing? All the time. So this is great because you two met two to three years ago and your partnership has evolved into something So clearly you two saw certain things in each other that made you feel comfortable to go do more and more things together. So the question is, you two have partnered on deals before. Describe a circumstance on a deal that didn't go according to plan. And then what did you see in the other partner that made you think, okay, this could be more of a long-term partnership versus, ugh, I don't like how they just approached that. Uh, Let me think. So many things happen. (laughs) I would say 
Joe, I think so much of partnership because like you and Andressa, being in this business for over 10 years, we've had some amazing partnerships and we've had some disastrous partnerships. And I would say what we saw in Andressa and her husband when we partnered together on our first deal, we really said it was like this do whatever it takes. What was, what was the deal? It was a gut renovation in Philadelphia. Okay. And one of the Andressa's roles, again, knowing all of our roles was critical, but one of her roles was to really manage the construction. That was something harder for us to do. We don't live in Philadelphia. We're 45 minutes away. We visit the project, but it was nowhere near anywhere that we could be managing it on a day-to-day basis. So Andressa was tasked to kind of manage the GC and the team day-to-day. So I would say, and Andressa, jump in if I'm off, but sure. I mean, we had a couple... I mean, you probably know them more specifically because you were there every day, but we had a couple of things that just didn't go down the path that we wanted them yes. to. I'm sure you can name them better than I even can because she just did whatever it took. She would, hey guys, this is what's coming up. This is how I'm going to handle it. I got it. Or she would say, guys, this is what's coming up and I need some support. I think what we got from Andressa and what we got from this partnership early on was you were like literally one of the most upfront and honest people who have like a high level of integrity. So the trust was already there for us. I trusted her because we were friends. We worked together on the mastermind. I saw how she interacted. I knew what, who she was as a person. So that was never in question. But in terms of partnering together on an ongoing basis, addresses her word and she's a very forthright person. I'm never worried about, I'm not sure how Andressa feels about this. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm more like, let me think about how I feel about this. I don't know how to say it. I don't want to uh, feeling. Andressa just bingo bango tells you how it is. And I found that to be hugely complimentary. Both me and Matt, quite honestly, we both, neither, neither of us are, I can be like that, but it's not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. So that was huge for us, Joe, is that in the midst of kind of day-to-day construction, things that happen, Andres was super straight with us and it was almost like we were there with her, but not with her because she handled it and did it with such grace, but directness. So mm-hmm. on my point of view, I had the support from my partners that even though things were not going as it expected and I gave them the feedback on it, they gave me the support. I hear you. Do you need any support? Do you need anything from us? Can we do anything to help you on this? So knowing that I have their back and vice versa, it just motivates me to just get things done. And when there are other people involved, like a private lender involved, my responsibility kind of like goes even higher because I want to make sure that everything is just as clear as possible and we are returning the investment on time and there's no damage with the relationship. That's very important to me. As it relates to your experience as real estate investors, Andressa, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Well, in your future, if you're thinking about scaling your business, if you're thinking about replacing yourself, you must start doing your SOPs, your standard operating procedures right now. I think that that's extremely important. Liz and I have been working on improving that right now. And I think that everybody that is doing real estate, some shape or form, it's not looking to do the same thing when we are 65 years old. So that's not the goal. So I think that that will be my number one priority right now. That is something that I am focused on in my business right now. So certainly top of mind for me too. We're going to do a lightning round. You two ready for the best ever lightning round? Yep. Yes. 
Sweet. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. You looking for a one-stop landlording software that helps you create listings, find and screen tenants, and accept rental payments while managing maintenance requests? Oh, by the way, it's zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever. Looking to build a predictable and duplicatable real estate investing business? Do over 100 flips a year. Whether it's flipping or wholesaling, experience a difference with the ultimate real estate investing course now and also get a free strategy session with Dylan. He's been a guest on the podcast before. You can use the code JOE20 for 20% off. Everything you need to know in one course, go to www.theultimaterealestateinvestingcourse.com. Okay, best ever book you've read. Oh my God. <laughs> Think and Grow Rich. Best ever deal you've done. Probably the deal that Andressa just mentioned. In terms of selling it for over asking within 24 hours was probably one of the best wins we had. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? It's a mistake so much on a transaction, I would say, but a mistake in general was not getting niched focused early on in our business. Best ever way you like to give back? I give a lot back to my church because I feel like I'm getting spiritually fed. And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you too and listen to the podcast? Sure. So we'd love for people to learn more about what we're up to. It's called therealestateinvesther.com. It's a weekly show. It comes out Friday morning. And we got some great women we're interviewing. And we're also just started an Invest Her community on Facebook. I think if you just put Invest Her, right, Andressa? That yes. They would find it. Invest Her community. And then we're also rolling out in the future, or actually short future, but other ways to do masterminding and groups of women for them to get together across yep. the country. That's kind of our six-month vision. So stay tuned on all that. Outstanding. Well, thank you too for being on the show. And this is certainly the template for what to look for when we evolve partnerships. And that's why I, I'm glad that we got into the evolution of your relationship with each other, what you look for from a resourcefulness standpoint, a communication style standpoint, and shared values. Also having defined roles at the beginning and then seeing how that continues to evolve. And the podcast, certainly I'm gonna be excited to listen to some episodes I know I won't be interviewed on it for obvious reasons, but I'm excited to be, <laughs> excited to be uh, listening to it. So congrats on launching it. Looking forward to your continued success. Thank you for being on the show and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe, so much for having us. Looking to build a predictable and duplicatable real estate investing business? Do over 100 flips a year. Whether it's flipping or wholesaling, experience a difference with the ultimate real estate investing course now and also get a free strategy session with Dylan. He's been a guest on the podcast before. You can use the code JOE20 for 20% off. Everything you need to know in one course, go to www.theultimaterealestateinvestingcourse.com.